0: reading is taken from the Gospel of Luke, the first chapter, beginning to read at verse 26. That's Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting it might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you will give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be barren, is in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: Well hello lovely people and it is so lovely to be with you once again and what a wonderful Bible reading we've just heard. Before we think about it let's just lift ourselves to the Lord in prayer. Father God we give thanks for your word and we give thanks for your Holy Spirit And we pray now that you would fill us with your spirit where we are. And whether we're on our own, whether we're with other people, you would bind us together as one as we hear the things that you want us to hear and forget the things that you want us to forget. In the name of Jesus, your son, we pray. Amen. When I was 12 years old, I broke my arm and I broke my arm while at school. Now I went to school in this part of Merthyr that was set within a park. The school itself was actually a castle and the wide park area was if you will the playground. It was while we were on the other end of the park that me and my friends were together and my arm got broken. At the time I told people that I broke my arm when I tripped over a little pothole. The honest truth is I broke my arm wrestling with those friends. And it was actually the headmaster of the school's son that broke my arm. And so began what was at that point the worst day of my life so far. I went white as a sheet. I went in to the deputy headmaster's office where my mother was called. My friend was with me and wouldn't let me go because that meant that well, he could get out of lessons as well. I wanted to show how hard and big I was, so didn't want to cry. And really, all I wanted to do was cry and faint. I went to the hospital, I had this put, thing put on my arm. I was ready to cry again at any point, and I remember it hurting. Now, of course, since then. I've had many bad days, days which were a lot worse than that. But if on that day, somebody had turned round and said to me, Kai, you are so favoured, I would have wanted to punch their lights out. And exactly the same with other bad days that I've had as well. When bad news has come, when bad things have happened, if somebody at the end of that day would say, you are highly favoured, I would just want to break down in tears. Which is where I struggle with today's reading today. This incredible passage of scripture, which is one of the most famous passages of scripture we have. The announcement of the coming birth of Jesus. On paper, sounds like a complete joy. And when the angel appears to Mary, he says to her, You are highly favoured, it kind of makes sense. But then we look a little deeper and thinking of Mary as being highly favoured just doesn't make any sense. Let's start with her age. Mary was a very young lady, about to go through childbirth would have been problematic in itself. Then there was her marital status. Mary wasn't married at the time. She was betrothed to Joseph when she found out that she was pregnant. How on earth was she supposed to explain that away? Then would come the local gossip. You know, Mary lived in this small village of Nazareth. In villages, people tend to gossip. They tend to talk. Her name would have been Mud. And then there was the son who she would give birth to. Yes, he was to be the Messiah. And again, that sounds like something to be highly favoured for. But in reality, it was so much harder. It was Mary who travelled to Bethlehem while highly pregnant to give birth to him. It was Mary with Joseph who went on the run with him while he was still very young. It was Mary who brought him up knowing this calling upon his life. It was Mary who was there when he performed his first miracle, the one who actually encouraged him to do such a thing. It was Mary who traveled and watched as Jesus was, jeered by crowds and loved by others. It was Mary who washed as Jesus was betrayed. Jesus was crucified. Jesus died. And yes, it was Mary who was around when she saw him rise from the dead. But Mary who also watched him ascend to heaven as well. Now that doesn't sound favoured to my mind. Watching all these things happen. So when the angel Gabriel turns up and says to her, Mary, you are highly favoured, with all that in mind, it just feels like a little bit of a cheek. But perhaps we have to understand again what the word favoured means. Because for Mary, being favoured wasn't so much about the hardships that she would go through because she was about to give birth to Jesus. The favour was more to do with her. And the pureness of heart that she had. That she was called to do this thing. She was ready to do this thing. And when we put that in the context of history. We discover just how mind blowing it is. Since the fall way back early in Genesis. The world was waiting for its saviour. Waiting for the time to be right. And in that, waiting for the right lady to come around to give birth to the Messiah. Mary was that lady. Her heart was right. She was highly favoured. And she fulfilled that ministry and that calling in the name of the Lord. Sometimes, God calls us to do things... That are on paper aren't easy at all. In fact most of the time that appears to be the case. If the Lord only called us to do things that were easy. Most of us will be living in Monaco. Driving Aston Martins and living it up in the sunshine right now. Often the Lord calls us to do things that are hard. Things that are outside our comfort zone. Things that aren't easy. But when the Lord calls us to do these things, he does so because we are favoured as well. One of the easiest things for us as a church to do is just do the things that we like. One of the easiest things for us as Christians to do is only respond to the things that we want to respond to. To go to the church that we like. To worship. In the style that we like. To only engage with the issues. That we want to engage in. To only speak to the people. Who we want to speak to. It's the easy way. To do church. But so often. The Lord's calling. Is far deeper than that. And part of being called. Is. Doing the things that are harder. You know when we read through the Gospels, we read through and sometimes we see Jesus almost persuading people not to be his followers, people like the guy whose dad had just died or the rich young man, Jesus telling one, let the dead bury their own dead and to the rich young man, sell everything. Actually Jesus could have turned round and said, yeah I tell you all, bury your dad, grieve him And then come and follow me. Or to the rich young man. Keep your stuff. It's good to have things in the account. But come and follow me all the same. But he knew them individually as well. And gave them the challenge to do the things that were harder. And I think for us as disciples of the Lord. And in this year for us as we discover what discipleship is. Perhaps we need to think about the hard things. That the Lord is calling us to do as well. And rediscover what it is to be favoured. To be favoured by the Lord. To be favoured just as Mary was. As Mary did the difficult things for the building of God's kingdom. And the salvation of the world. To ask maybe. What hard things is the Lord asking of us. As we look ahead. When I was a curate. I went to a church there and I helped lead the worship in that church and there was a wonderful lady in that church who hated the practices of the church. Don't get me wrong, she loved the people in the church but the church wasn't the tradition of church that she would want to go to. It was a far cry in fact from the church that she'd been brought up in and a far cry from the kind of church that she actually wanted to go to. And almost every Sunday she'd have this inner battle in herself, whether to keep going to this church or go to one that was more in keeping with her taste. And Sunday after Sunday, month after month, year after year and decade after decade, she kept going to this church. And I remember visiting her home once and asking her the question, if you struggle with this church so much, why do you keep going? Obviously, you love the people, but the style isn't really for you. And she said something to me that I just found truly remarkable. And it was quite simply because God asked me to. She didn't know why God was asking her to really. She didn't know what that calling was for her. But she knew it was a calling from God. And she was faithful to it. For me, looking at her situation... From the outside, I could see what a blessing she was bringing to that church. What a blessing she was bringing to the people. What passion for the name of Jesus she was bringing to that place. How she was helping people in every single way. How she was being Jesus to so many people. And really helping the worship and the mission of that church. You could see it. But for her, it was hard as well big question for us is what is the Lord asking us to do? It could be something along those lines it could be something completely different it could be going off to the mission field, it could be anything but what is it the Lord is asking of us? What is the Lord asking for us? And are those things hard for us to do? Are they outside of our comfort zone? We are favoured by the Lord and being favoured by the Lord sometimes means doing the things that we don't necessarily want to do but when we do them there is a guarantee and there's a guarantee that comes from God and that is he will never leave us he will never forsake us he will always be at our side when Mary had that news God was with her. When she told Joseph, God arranged for an angel to visit Joseph and tell him what was happening as well. All the gossip of Nazareth might not have happened. The traveling, the Lord was there. When Jesus and Mary and Joseph were refugees, the Lord was there. When they couldn't find him, At the temple, the Lord was there Throughout his ministry, throughout his miracles, throughout his healing Throughout his crucifixion The Lord was there The Lord was with her The Lord was with her And he never gave up (coughs) Mary remained favoured And being favoured meant for her being in the Lord's care And being in the Lord's love and right now, Mary is in heaven with Jesus himself. Mary, the favoured one from God. And there's something else that we need to continually remember as well. And it comes at the end of this passage. And I dare say it's words that Mary absolutely clung on to. And that is, Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is impossible. If the Lord calls us to do difficult things. If the Lord asks us to do things that are outside our comfort zone. If the Lord asks us to do the things that we don't want to do. Yes, it might be hard, but he will be with us. And not only that, incredible things can happen. Not only that, we may thrive in him and see him truly at work. Nothing is impossible for God. Nothing is too big for him. Nothing is too small for him. And whatever things that we carry now, whatever burdens we carry for being his followers, none of them are too big for him. And I want us today to just think about those things that we do carry. Those burdens that we carry for ourselves, Those burdens we carry for other people. The burdens that Mary carried as well. And I wonder if we can lift them to the Lord too. Because nothing is impossible for him. Nothing is too great for him. Let's lift all things to the Lord. And may the Lord bless us. You are the favoured one. The Lord calls you today. You are a disciple of the Lord. What? is the Lord calling to you too. As he calls you, know that even if it's difficult, he'll be with you on every step of the way. And whatever you face, be it now or in the future, nothing is impossible for him. Let's pray. Father God, we give thanks for your word. We give thanks for the amazing calling of Mary. We give thanks that though this calling was hard, she was favoured by you. And we give thanks that we are favoured by you as well. Lord God, we pray that through the power of your Spirit, you would reveal to us what it is to be your disciples at this time. And the things that you are calling us to do. And we pray with the help of your Spirit, we would do the things that you ask of us. Lord, we pray that every step we take we would acknowledge your presence with us. Every journey we make we would know that you are there. Every thought we have, every word we speak we would know that you are helping us by the power of your Spirit. And Lord, that we would know in our spirit that nothing is too impossible for you. I just now Let's lift all the things to the Lord that feel impossible in our lives. Things for ourselves. Things for other people. Things to do with our call in church. Things to do with our lives at home. Things to do with our health. Things to do with our finances. Things to do with the up and coming of Christmas. Things to do with our communities. Things to do with our world. Let's lift all impossible things to the Lord knowing... That he is listening to us now. And Father God. As we lift these impossible things to you. We lift ourselves to you. And we pray that you would hear us. We pray that your healing may come upon us. We pray that your grace would come upon us. Your blessing would come upon us. Your favour would come upon us. We pray that we would feel you in our hearts and in our lives now. And that as we journey with you in this earth, we will acknowledge you there. Come now, we pray. Hear us, we ask of you. In the name of Jesus, your Son. Amen.